Sue, the drummer and the Great Mountain, a podcast where we share effective tips and practices for working with adult ADD, ADHD in a natural, effective way without the use of medications. Each episode, join me, your host, Batman Saram, along with the author of The Drummer and the Great Mountain, Michael Joseph Ferguson. Join Michael and myself in an interactive discussion of sharing our stories as we journey together in transforming what can be the gift of being what we call hunter types. This podcast is intended to be your audio companion to the book written by Michael, who joins me each episode where we both will strive to foster dialogue, give you our personal insights, and share both of our experiences on this similar path that we are all on. Our intention and hope is that along with the book, this podcast gives you an additional perspective as you listen to us delve deeper into each chapter of the book to give you even more tools to go along with what it is that you are reading. Visit us at drummerandthegreatmountain.com to purchase the book and look for more tools, tips, and updates, as well as giving us feedback on this podcast. Join our growing global community of creative types, entrepreneurs, and out-of-the-box thinkers on our shared journey. Welcome to the Drummer and the Great Mountain Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Michael Joseph Ferguson. How are you all doing? In today's episode, we will be building upon some of the themes that we've been discussing in the last few episodes. So we're going to be talking about dialing in your morning routine. What's your optimal morning routine look like and how do you enact it in your life so that it's functional, it feels good, you don't feel like you're forcing yourself to do it, but it really sets your trajectory for the day. So a good morning routine gets your head moving in a good direction, it clarifies what you'll be doing, it gets your brain optimally nourished, and basically it puts you in the driver's seat for the day. Otherwise, you react, you distract, and that's the end of the day. So we're going to be talking about that, and at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you an exercise to do to get this really dialed in. Now, as we talk about building your morning routine, I'm going to reference some previous episodes, and I will link those in the description of this episode. Okay, so we just have one announcement. We are super excited to announce we will be doing a Learn How to Mind Map workshop on Saturday, June 25th. This is online. Check if you look at the link, you can look up your local time to see when it would start for you. So I've been using mind mapping now for over 25 years, and it completely has transformed my productivity, and I use it every single day. I used it to map out the book, Drummer and the Great Mountain. It wouldn't exist without mind mapping because I used that to map out the outline for the book, and then I wrote to that. I plan all our podcasts using mind mapping. I schedule my day doing mind mapping. But more importantly, I've watched it transform the lives of workshop participants and coaching clients. So I will say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, it's the number one tool, the number one productivity tool for managing adult ADHD. I've never found another productivity tool that comes close. So what we'll be talking about is we'll go through the basics. How do you create a mind map on a sheet of paper? How to use mind mapping software? In fact, we will give you free software. It's software that I've 
adapted from an open source project that I use every day. And I, I've used this for about five, six years now. So it's the software that actually I use every day. You will have free access to that. Um, and we'll be talking about how do you plan your day? How do you map out projects? How do you break down overwhelming tasks with mind mapping? How do you do business planning? Uh, if you're a student or you re write reports, how do you use that for creating essays, reports, anything where you need to write something that's a lot of different pieces that you want to arrange and put together before you start writing. So this is a thorough exploration of how to use mind mapping to supercharge your productivity. We'll be going through it live. We'll be using the software together. We'll be creating mind maps together. So if you're interested, go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash mind map workshop. That's drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash mind map workshop. It'll be on June 25th, and I hope to see you there. So when talking about dialing in a good morning routine, it's important to look at, well, what are the challenges? What are we trying to address by having a morning routine. We don't want to just have another have to or something that we, we think we should do and then we don't do it and then we feel bad. So why are we doing, what's the challenges that this is trying to address? So for one, if you don't start the day right, it often goes poorly, right? You just start the day and you just go into reaction. You don't have a plan. You don't know how, you, how or what you'll be focusing on. And then if you don't set any boundaries at the beginning of the day, if you have a lot of people pulling on you at the first thing in the morning, as I know a lot of you parents know about, um, chances are that's going to set the tone for the day. There's also the executive functioning pieces with us that if we don't get our day started right and we don't feed our brain properly, we don't do those things that can really supercharge our brain, then planning becomes a challenge. Keeping ourselves from getting distracted becomes a challenge. Reducing our anxiety to the point where we can function is a challenge. So all of these are the, the reasons why having a simple, doable morning routine that gets your day going in the right direction. This is why this is so important. Now, the elephant in the room is we have a hard time with follow through to stay consistent. That's just part of our challenge, right? It's to stay consistent. We've probably tried, you've probably tried doing a morning routine and it worked and then it didn't work and then you fell off and then you felt bad about it. So part of that is one, not having it simple enough that you know what you're going to be doing. It's also that there's got to be enough flexibility in that morning routine so that you can it can shift and move a little bit so that it doesn't have to be so rigid that if you don't do it, do it just perfect, then you feel bad. So there's a lots of little nuances into keeping a morning routine going that we'll talk about in a second. So I want to start with what's my morning routine look like? A lot of people ask me about that. So I'll give you kind of the basics of what I do. And this is something that I've consistently done uh, with some flexibility for at least five years now. And um, I also want to address some of the challenges that I work, work on as I'm keeping my morning routine dialed in. So I want to just be honest, like here's the things that, that are, these, these work and this is how I flex things if I need to, to make sure that I'm still doing it. Uh, so the first thing is when I wake up in the morning, I'm usually feeling low. I don't usually wake up feeling great. I usually, I, I vacillate from feeling like, totally like under a pile of rubble to just blah, like just not feeling great. So I'm starting the day off feeling like, oh, 
And I think people would probably be surprised to hear that, but I'm not, I don't just bounce up quest all day that I wake up and I'm usually kind of like, oh, I might've had some bad dreams or it's very rare for me to wake up and just feel great. Um, so the first thing I need to do is start with some positive vibes. So I got to put something on, get something going in my head that's going to get me going in a good direction. So I'll find a podcast or some talk that I like, and it's constantly changing depending on what I'm into that day. So, but I need to have something like that going into my head as soon as possible. Otherwise, I will just ruminate on what my dreams were or what I'm feeling overwhelmed about. So. I need to get my head going in a good direction. That's usually listening to something positive, something that's going to get me fired up for the day. Um, and then if I'm up early enough, which doesn't always happen, um, I will take uh, have some water with, and I'll take two L-tyrosine cap capsules. They're 500 milligrams each. So that's 1,000 milligrams of L-tyrosine. And I'll also put a dropper of ginkgo in that, so the liquid ginkgo. Um, I find those work really well together, and I have to have those on an empty stomach. That's how, what they su suggest you do for full uh, absorption. Um, I won't get into L-tyrosine too much or ginkgo. I want to encourage you. I'm not a big proponent of pushing a lot of supplements on this podcast because everyone reacts differently to them. I find both of those work really well for me. If you are interested in either of those, please do your own research and, in, and make sure that there's no contraindications from with medication you're taking or anything else that may cause uh, challenges. If you do explore new supplements, I encourage you to use a lower dosage first and make sure you don't have any issues that pop up and introduce them one at a time. So uh, after that, it's protein smoothie. So the protein smoothie is organic frozen berries, orange juice. Sometimes I'll have um, almond milk, but usually it's orange juice, uh, which is high glycemic. So for some of you, that might not be the best thing. So find, some, find a juice that works for you. Uh, protein powder. So I usually, uh, I try to get 20 to 30 grams of protein for my breakfast. So currently I'm using uh, Garden of Life Protein and Greens. That's not an ad for them. That's just the one I'm using right now. Uh, Sun Warrior is another one you might want to explore. And then also in the smoothie is liquid vitamin D. I'll usually do 2000 IU. I think that's what it is, somewhere around there. And then I'll add any other uh, supplements or vitamins that I may be taking, uh, like just a general multivitamin. Uh, with my protein smoothie right now, the last two weeks, maybe a little longer, I've been adding maca, M-A-C-A. That's supposed to be really good for hormones, especially as you get older. So I've added that into the mix. And then what I usually do is I, if I'm introducing something new, I just introduce one thing and I want to track it. I want to see, does it change? First off, I want to check to see if there's any problems I may have with integrating it. Um, I want to check my focus level, see if it, if it's positive or negative. If it promises to support focus, I will make sure that I take it for a few days and see, does it have a, does it make any difference? Or do I have any indigestion in or any kind of uh, digestion issues that may come up? So I always introduce them one at a time. And then I, I filter through a number of supplements and a lot of times they just don't do anything. And I just, after a while, I just go, okay, well, that's not worth it. And I'll just move on. But that's my core protein protein smoothie organic frozen berries orange juice protein powder liquid vitamin d that's the that's the base so there's a couple supplements that are 
really important to have on a full stomach. And the key one for us that we should take after we've had our smoothie or our breakfast is omega-3 fatty acids. So that can be in the form of fish oil, that can be in the form of flax oil. There's a number of other vegan sources out there, but that's something to have probably about five to 10 minutes after you've had your breakfast so that it's on a full stomach. And for me, that's fish oil capsules. And so after that, I have a warm shower, cold rinse. So that's the cold immersion shower that we talked about a few episodes ago. Uh, and that's the one that I get a lot of, I've been surprised how much feedback I've been getting from that one episode that everyone's emailing saying, this really worked for me. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't tried it out, try the cold immersion showers, go back and listen to that episode. So this is where I start to bring in my mindfulness practice. Even in the shower, I'm starting to think about what am I grateful for? I, I start to just list in my head, here's the things that I'm most grateful for. Because if I don't start doing it at that point, then I'm going to just start spinning on all the things that I'm worried about and things that are going to happen. So, And then after I list some gratitudes, I think about what are my intentions for the day? How do I want the day to go? Instead of I'm like, oh, just reacting to this and I'm spinning on that, which is going to be there. That's going to be in my thought stream for sure. But I try to turn it towards here's some things that I intend to have happen today. I want to you know, do really well with coaching today. If I have any particular projects that are coming up, I set the intention they go well. I want my subconscious working with me instead of against me. Now, ideally, after I get out of the shower, I will spend a few minutes doing a meditation practice. And it's the meditation practice that I reference in the meditation episode. And I will link that in the description, as well as the intending process and the gratitude process that I just mentioned. Those are all previous episodes. Uh, I'll spend a few minutes just quieting my mind, getting my head in a good space and see if I can get my thoughts to really quiet down. And usually coming out of that, I will again set some intentions for the day. I feel that's that's a really powerful way to set your subconscious going in a good direction. Now, after that, it's sitting down and doing my mind map for the day. So this is a key part of my day. And I do the five-step mind mapping process that I talk about in the book ADHD Time Management that I wrote, which is the rewrite of the time management chapter in Drummer and the Great Mountain. You can get that for free uh, just go to Amazon, type in ADHD time management, you'll see it. So the steps are, number one, brain dump. So you want to basically get everything out of my head and onto the map. And, and what I use is some of the categories that we'll be discussing in, in the mind mapping workshop. Things like health, work, relationships. I put in some categories that I know I'm always going to have items in and I'm going to start filling those out. And then I tree out from there. So I might have, uh, if it's something like uh, create podcast, I'm not going to let it just sit at that. I'm going to make sure that I break that down into subtasks. Otherwise, that task of create podcast is going to be too much. That's like, what does that mean? So I have to tree it down and go, okay, map out podcast. That's going to be one step. Another step is going to be um, record intro, and maybe I'll even map that out a little bit. So I'm not throwing down big tasks that I'm not breaking down further. So once I've done that, I ask myself, what are the three most important things I need to do today? 
And that really clarifies how I prioritize. So that gives me my prioritization. What are the top three things I need to do today for the day to have gone well? And once I have that, then everything is, then everything else just falls below that. And so maybe I'll, I'll have like a fourth and fifth priority, but usually not. I'll usually have the top three and I know I got to get those done today no matter what. And I try to pick at least one mundane, overwhelming task that I may have to break down further. So if it's like a tax-related thing or if it's something to do with uh, accounting or, or um, doctor's appointments or things that are like the classic ADHD challenges of like, God, I don't really want to do that, but I got to do it. So that I'll try to have one of those as in my, in my top three to make sure that I do it. So step one, brain dump. Step two, prioritize. Step three is reviewing my calendar. Look at what's going on in my calendar for that day. Most of the time I already know what it is, but I just want to do a brief overview and then I try to look ahead a little bit. Step four is writing out my action items. Now, I don't always do this, but a lot of the time I will do this. I'll get out my notebook and I'll look at the mind map and I'll literally write out on a sheet of paper, here's the five things or six things I need to do that day. Now, the benefit of this is that you have something that you're writing down that you can also scratch off as you go through the day. So you, if you have a notebook, you can carry it with you and you, you don't have your overwhelming map of all the things that you thought about. You just have the top five things, the top three things that you need to do that day. So you can look at it and scratch it off as you go through the day. And then step five is scheduling items on your calendar and also reminders to yourself. So looking, I look at the calendar and go, okay, what do I need to schedule out? Do I need to put something on the calendar with a reminder so I get a pop-up of it? Or is there anything I need to just write down on a sticky note or something where I know like, oh, this is super important. I got to make sure that I remember to do this. But as I've shared with you before on the podcast, reminders are individual for you. So you know what's going to get your attention. And sometimes a reminder is literally taking a big sheet of paper, scrawling some big note to yourself and sticking on on your um, your bathroom mirror, something like that. Something that's going to just break the, the routine and remind you to do that thing that you need to do. So whatever it takes is what I say with reminders. Just do it, what's going to really jump out for you so you remember to do it. So once I've done that, once I've used mind mapping to map out my day and planet, I'm always feeling much better because usually there's going to be a low level of anxiety that happens until I sit down and plan. And then I'm like, okay, I know what I'm doing. So I can't stress enough. Mind mapping is such a big deal. It really helps reduce your anxiety. And so once that's done, then I'm off on the day. Then I'm, I'm coming back and referring to my action items throughout the day. I'm, I'm cross, crossing them off if I remember to do so. I don't always remember to do it. But what I find is when you plan your day like this, it's the planning that's the most important piece of the Everything else is secondary to the planning. It's you actually going through this exercise. That's the most important thing. So there's a couple other components here. So if I'm not coaching... And I wake up and I'm really fuzzy and I've got to do, usually the days that I don't coach, I'm working on podcasts or I'm creating uh, things that require a little bit more of my attention or I'm doing email correspondence. If I wake up those days and I don't have a coaching session scheduled in the morning, um, often I will go for my run right after that 
because that's what's going to get me my head going in a good direction. If I have a lot of uh, arranging and executive functioning stuff and I'm not in a good space, I will usually run um, first thing in the morning after I've gone through that process. Otherwise, when I'm coaching, um, I'm usually going in for a run in the afternoon, like around two or three o'clock. So it depends. I always I pull from these different pieces depending on what I'm needing that day. So I don't have a rigid morning schedule, but I have the pieces laid out so I know these are the things I need to do in a given day to make sure that the day goes well. So let's look at a menu. So what? let's just kind of look at like, okay, what's the menu that I can pull from to create a morning routine from? What are the different pieces that I can pull together? So let's go through those again. So one is listening or reading something that's inspiring you, that could get you your head going in a good direction, that sets you off in a positive direction. So that's one piece, of, that's one menu item. Another is exercise, and you could split that up into cardio exercise or yoga, stretching, that kind of exercise, or even like a lifting workout if that works for you in the morning. That's a potential thing you could do as part of your morning routine. Um, meditation and prayer is another, getting your head, quieting down and getting yourself focused so that you can set your trajectory for the day doing that. Cold immersion showers. So that's, as we talked about in the previous episode, um, that's getting your dopamine levels up so you have a higher level of focus going into the day. Supplements and meds. So like there's going to be a probably a part of your morning routine where you're going to need to take some supplements and maybe you're taking medication as well. That's going to be part of your morning routine. And then breakfast. I want to encourage all of you to have some kind of breakfast in the morning and especially have enough protein in the morning. Feed your brain what it needs so that it can function really well. And constantly working on this with coaching clients. And usually they come in, they're not doing any breakfast, they change it and they start doing protein in the morning and their day starts to go better. It's fairly predictable. So if you're not doing that right now, I would highly encourage you a higher protein, low carb morning breakfast that has at least 20 grams of protein, highly, highly encouraged. And then some form of planning your day. Some form of planning your day where you sit down and you say, here's how the day, here's how I'd like the day to go. So as I see it, those are the components of a good morning routine for us, for the the way we're wired. So what not to do? So what are the things that you want to avoid doing in your morning routine? And I know this is the hard part, right? This is the part where it's going to take a little bit of self-discipline, but I have faith in you. You can do it. So one is... Do not get on your phone first thing and check your email or read the news first thing in the morning. I don't need to tell you why that's important. Clearly, if you throw, if you start to throw into your brain anxiety and or things that you need to react to first thing, chances are you're starting the day off in reaction mode. Not easy, right? You wake up and if you wake up, you're not feeling great. You want to get that little dopamine hit of checking your email, checking the news, You got to discipline yourself and say, no, I'm not going to do that. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it later in the day. Easier said than done, but I really want to encourage you to say that's, that is not on my morning routine list. Not watching TV. Don't flip the TV on first thing in the morning. If possible till mid to late day, try to avoid watching TV. And finally, on the list of things not to do in the morning is having no boundaries. 
if you, especially if you're a parent and you have not set any boundaries in terms of yourself and maybe having, you know, 15 minutes in the morning where you just have your alone time to get yourself clear, if you have no boundaries, then you're almost guaranteed to go into reaction mode. So to the best of your ability, and I know it's really difficult depending on your circumstance, set a boundary with the people around you so that you have at least 15 minutes in the morning to yourself so that you can get your head going in a good direction and do some planning so that you can be present with the people around you. Okay, a few other notes, and then I'm going to give you an exercise to explore with this. So going back to the episode we did a couple podcasts ago called The Power of the Walk, if you're in a rut and you're really having a hard time getting out of it, try doing that first thing in the morning. Get up and get out as quickly as possible so that you're actually experiencing the elements. You're outside. It's going to wake you up, and chances are it's going to set a really good trajectory for the day. While you're on the walk, put on something that's going to inspire you, something that's going to get your head going in a good direction. Now, one option in terms of planning is if you really have a hard time doing planning in the morning, then consider doing your planning. You're sitting down and doing a mind map or however you want to do your planning. Do it after dinner the pre- the, the previous day, right? So if you plan the next day, in the evening after dinner. If that works better for you, do that. And what I recommend is have dinner, go for a short walk, just to clear your head, come back, give yourself 15 minutes and plan the following day. And it's the same process. Sit down, use the five-step mind mapping process if you like that, and plan your day out so that when you wake up the next day, then you have a list and you go, okay, this is the things that these are the things I'm going to be working on. That could also really help reduce your anxiety. And most importantly, find what works for you. Don't create such a, st- a stiff, tough structure for yourself as far as a morning routine that you, you can't do it unless you have 100% willpower. Because there's going to be days you're going to wake up, you're going to feel crappy, and you're not going to have the willpower. So you want to have that morning routine as simple as possible so you know what you need to do without really, really forcing yourself to do it. So if you say, okay, I want to get up at like 5.30 in the morning and you're used to beginning up at like 8 and you're, you're planning to exercise first thing in the morning, unless you have a lot of support to keep that going, chances are that's not going to last, right? So you want to find that sweet spot where you're like, okay, I know I usually wake up at this time. Maybe I can move it back maybe 20 minutes or a half hour. That's realistic. But if you're really trying to just create this like, unrealistic morning routine for yourself that maybe you do really well for a week and then it falls off, that's not very useful. So lower your standards and be real with yourself and say, okay, what are the things that I can put into my morning routine that feel doable that I can pull from that menu and make a couple of those happen? Okay, so that's a bunch of information. Information is not very useful unless you integrate it. So this is the most important part of this episode. Here's the challenge. I want to encourage you to take a moment, listen to this exercise, and write out your morning routine, a potential morning routine for yourself, and then try to do it as perfectly as possible tomorrow. That's the, that's the challenge. Don't think, well, I'll come back to this episode sometime. No, do it now. If you're interested, if this perked your interest and you're like, yes, I really need to make this happen, then do this exercise. 
So what I want you to do is write out your morning routine based on the menu I'm going to give you and anything else you want to add to it and post it somewhere where you'll see it in the morning. And so here's the menu items again. So menu item number one is listen to something inspiring. What is something that you can listen to in the morning or read that's going to get you off to a good start? That's going to inspire you. It could be a podcast, it could be an audiobook, something that's going to inspire you to get you going in the morning. So menu item number two is exercise. So that may be cardio exercise, that may be yoga and stretching. What is the exercise you're going to do in the morning? Meditation and prayer, number three, something that's going to quiet your mind and also set your day off in a good direction to bring mindfulness into your morning routine. Number four, cold immersion shower. So that's warm shower, then a cold rinse. Listen to that episode. Go back. It's the last episode. Check that one out if you haven't already. That'll give you the the why of that, getting your dopamine levels up. Number five is taking your supplements or medication. Number six is breakfast. So ideally, that's a high-protein, low-carb breakfast that's got at least 20 grams of protein. Something that you can eat that you know is not going to take you down, that's not going to dip your energy level and give you the, the extra brain power you need to get your day off to a good start. And finally, planning your day. So again, it could be mind mapping. You can go through and do that or just sitting down and writing out, here's the things that I need to do today, just making a list. So whatever that looks like, having the time to do that is really important so that you don't feel like you're reacting. Okay, that's the main list, but let's think about, is there anything else specific to you that you really enjoy doing in the morning that sets you off in a good direction? Maybe you garden and you like getting outside and do some gardening, or maybe you have like a nature sit spot, some place where you sit down, you drink your smoothie, you take in the birds and the sounds and nature, and that gets your head going in a good direction. What are some things that you know make you feel better in the morning? And if you remember to do them, then your day goes better. So I want to encourage you to think about this list as menu items. So maybe you post this list somewhere and you wake up and you go, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this today. And then the next day you may shift it up a little bit. But if you don't have the list and it's not posted somewhere, the odds of you going into reaction, distraction, anxiety are pretty high. And then that sets the tone for the day. So if you have this posted somewhere, you don't have to do it just vigorously every day exactly the same way. It's more about you reminding yourself, this is the best way for me to start my day. So take a moment, pause this, write this on a sheet of paper and figure out like, what are the things that I want to do tomorrow as an, what would be, I want to say an ideal morning routine because that's too much pressure. And an optimal morning routine for you. Write out some of those things and ask yourself, okay, when can I do it? What time do I want to wake up? And where do I want to put those in the schedule? And what do I want to do? Maybe you only put two or three of those in. That's fine. But just the conscious effort of saying, here's what my morning routine looks like. Instead of reacting, I'm choosing to do this. Write that out for yourself. And then post it somewhere where you'll see it. So put it somewhere where you absolutely will see it when you wake up in the morning. So maybe it's in the bathroom, maybe it's by the side of your bed, wherever it is, put it somewhere where you'll see it to remind yourself this is what you're doing today. And so the challenge is try to do it as perfectly as possible tomorrow. 
So you write it out today, tomorrow morning you wake up and you go through that routine as best you can. And you only need to do that once. Tell yourself, I only need to do this once. Because you want to get that part of your brain that resists and goes, oh, I can't do this forever. This is overwhelming. Just tell, my, tell yourself, I'm going to do this one time. Once you do it, then ask yourself, how did the day go? Did it go well? What was really hard in that situation? Do I need to shift some things around and slowly start adjusting this morning routine until it feels comfortable for you and that you're feeling the results of having more clarity in the morning, more productivity throughout the day, and less stress. It's never going to be perfect, so you have to let go of it, of ever having a perfect morning routine. I don't have a perfect morning routine. There's a ton of things I could do to probably make it even better, but that's the journey. But having zero morning routine means that you're almost guaranteed to just go into reaction in the day. So what are some of the boundaries you need to set for yourself and see if you can create a little bit of a structure for yourself so you can start the day off right? So I hope that was helpful. As a quick reminder, our mind mapping workshop is on June 25th. And if you're interested, you can go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com forward slash mind map workshop or just check the link in the description. You can go to it there, or you can go to drummerinthegreatmountain.com and click on courses, and you can also get it there. So that's it. I hope that was helpful. Best of luck on getting your morning routine dialed in. And until next time, be well. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about the book, The Drummer and the Great Mountain, visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com. To join us on social media, click the links at the top of the homepage. Help us spread the word. We're a small press and reviews really help. If you've been enjoying the podcast or the book, consider writing a review on iTunes, Amazon, Goodreads or your podcast app. If you're new to the podcast and want to quickly get up to speed on the concepts we discuss, check out our free five-day mini course visit drummerandthegreatmountain.com forward slash mini course. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover on future episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at info at drummerandthegreatmountain.com.